0: heard of runner's diarrhea when i used to go running in my 20s sometimes i would have an emergency and need to dash to the toilet and one time i even had to stop and go behind a bush and i've never had ibs and it was running that created this emergency Now, 20 years on, as an IBS nutritional therapist, I understand a lot more about the gut and digestion. And if you've got IBS, I want you to be able to run if you want to. It's free, it's outside, it's easy to get started. So in this episode of the Inside Knowledge, I'm gonna be sharing tips on how to run with IBS so you can keep up with your favorite exercise. Welcome to episode 21 of the Inside Knowledge podcast with me, Anna Mapson, and this is a podcast for people with IBS. Today, I want to talk specifically about running, but also about any kind of exercise and how it can affect your digestion. So if you've got IBS, you've probably daily or weekly experience pain, cramps, changes in your bowel habits, so either constipation or diarrhoea, bloating, and just feeling like your digestion reacts to everything you eat. You might find that exercise makes things worse. You might not. You might find exercise makes things better, but some people will find that their gut reacts to particularly intensive exercise, and we're going to be delving into why in this episode. But just to begin, I do want to stress the positive results that you get from exercise when you've got IBS. For people who have a tendency to constipation, you may find you get more regular bowel movements with more regular exercise. So particularly walking and running really helps you to want to go. This regular movement up and down within the torso can really help to increase the urge to go to the toilet. So this can be very helpful getting some regular movement into your system and into your body to get things going. But also it's not just about the physical sensation of moving within the torso, it's also that exercise helps to relieve stress and anxiety which we know is really heightened in people who have IBS. Exercising our body also really helps to tire out our muscles and like physical structure which then might mean you sleep better which can then in turn help to reduce anxiety like your cravings for certain foods and also your experience of pain. When we sleep better we tend to feel more relaxed, more resilient and so anything you can do to help yourself sleep better is going to be really important. So overall definitely running is good for you (laughs) and Exercise in general is good for you and your IBS, but some people will find that they get this runner's diarrhoea and it might not necessarily be related to having IBS, but there's something particular about very high intensity exercise and particularly running that seems to set off these episodes of diarrhoea and cramping. For people who do really intensive, like ultra marathons, where they're running a hunt, marathons in a hundred days and crazy stuff like that. Um, One study found that 93% of all these runners had some digestive issues and 45% of them had quite serious symptoms. So this seems to sort of show that this really high intensity exercise can lead to potentially a more of a leaky gut situation. That's because the blood is rushing away from your digestive system to your skeletal muscles for a really long time and so intensely, and that impacts on your gut. Some of the enzymes which are produced in exercise, like when we're exercising really heavily, you can create some additional enzymes and these cause the tight junctions between your gut cells to loosen, which can then lead to a slight increase in toxins, which are called lipopolysaccharides, and these go into the blood. And these can then cause more issues. Now, again, I'm not trying to put you off doing intensive exercise because there is ways that you can get around this. And these are particularly for people who do really intensive exercise as well, or like HIT classes where you go really hard for a set amount of time. It's something to do with this very intense exercise. It's like the oxidative damage during the exercise just causes a bit of disruption in your gut. It's partly the fact that you're getting additional enzymes which are produced during the exercise and all the blood going away to your arms and your legs like to keep your body moving. But what is also really key is that these symptoms are worse in people who are less fit. So what I think is important to stress is that If you build up your fitness level slowly, these symptoms are less likely to happen. It's when you're working way outside of your range that you get these symptoms. And this is where you can build up slowly. So if you wanna start running, try and do a set program like the Couch to 5K where they really coach you through bit by bit and try and build up slowly. Because if you go in and just start running really fast and really intense, it's much more likely that you are going to get some of these symptoms they have actually shown in scientific studies that people who are fitter have reduced levels of that lipopolysaccharide in their blood after a race compared to people who are slightly less fit so highly trained athletes had much lower levels compared to those who were struggling to complete the race, for example. The people who had more of this lipopolysaccharide in their bloodstream reported more symptoms like nausea, diarrhoea and vomiting, whereas people who had lower levels who were fitter, which kind of makes sense if you think about it, um, they didn't get such problems. You've heard me use this word, lipopolysaccharide, and I thought I'd just explain a little bit about it before we go back to running. So it comes from the outer membrane of certain type of bacteria that you have in your gut. So lipo is a fat, saccharide is a sugar, so it kind of creates the outer membrane of certain types of bacteria. We don't necessarily not want to have any of these bacteria in our gut, but we also don't want them to overgrow and to have loads of them because this lipopolysaccharide can cross the bl- blood brain barrier and it can create low level chronic inflammation, which can be the driver of some ongoing conditions. So definitely something we want to modulate and to try and keep relatively low in terms of the lipopolysaccharide crossing into the body and that comes through changing our diet so I'm going to bring it back to diet at the end and make sure that you've got some different strategies and things that you can do to try and improve your ability to run more. And also we need to think about your strength. So we talked about physical fitness in terms of how much like your capacity is to exercise, but also your muscle strength in your core is really important, particularly your pelvic floor. So everybody has like this girdle of muscles holding up their body, like keeping up their intestines and bladder and everything up. And these can be damaged with age um, for women who've had a child childbirth, or just if you've got weak core strength in your stomach and weak back, that can also affect your pelvic floor muscles. So if you struggle a little bit with holding things in, then you might need to do a little bit of work on your pelvic floor and that can potentially lead to improvements in the ability to hold it in if you need to dash to the toilet. So we do need to sort out the reasons why you're going in the first place, why you need to run to the loo when you're running. (laughs) But we also might want to think about, have you got strong pelvic floor muscles to hold it in? Because everyone's individual experience of IBS is so different and unique, you will need to find a solution that works for you and what works for your friend might not necessarily work for you. So try out a couple of these different things. Your IBS might be more sensitive after eating, so maybe moving your running to first thing in the morning on an empty stomach can be better. So you have less food in you, and that can help sometimes to reduce the impact of this need to have this urgent diarrhea. Try to leave a bit of time after running before you eat as well, and that is because... I mentioned that massive diversion of blood flow from the gut to your arms, to your legs when you've been exercising intensely and that can just slow down your digestion. So you don't want to eat straight after running. You need to leave a little bit of time for your body to recover and allow muscles to stop stealing all the blood flow and give it back to your digestion. Otherwise, you may get really undigested food sitting heavy in your stomach or causing more gas and bloating and pains and that sort of thing. And that may be one of the causes of why you feel bad on the days after you've exercised if you've eaten quite quickly afterwards. So try to live a little bit of a gap after running or any kind of intensive exercise in order to just help yourself recover and digest the food properly. You might also want to keep a food diary and see what what you've been eating before you get the symptoms. You know, is the running causing diarrhea every time you go or is it only certain times is it certain times of the day like really check if you can see any patterns and try to understand a little bit you know maybe some specific supplements that you're taking and definitely think about any endurance products that you use like energy drinks or gummies sometimes these include artificial sweeteners which might irritate your sensitive digestion so sometimes they will include sucralose which is a type of sweetener, it can be quite irritating for people who have IBS. For the majority of people, it's absolutely fine. It wouldn't cause you any problems, but some people with a really sensitive digestion don't get on well with sucralose. I had a client who was drinking a couple of bottles a day of um, a drink sweetened with this, and once she cut it out, she did find that the diarrhea resolved a little bit. So any small improvements that you can get does, help and it does add up so check on those and make sure that um, those like energy drinks that you're having before or after or during your run can impact and also really building up your fitness slowly you might need to reduce the intensity of your exercise sessions a bit now and then build up more incrementally try building your physical strength alongside the cardio as well. So if you're really into running, can you supplement the running with additional weight training, maybe yoga, and adding some lower intensity sessions as well as these higher intensity longer runs to really build up your fitness a lot more carefully. I had a client a few years ago who found After every time they went running, they got digestive symptoms. They got cramps and a lot of pain, but also they always got a migraine later. And with this client, we did a stool test and discovered a parasitic infection and low levels of these common friendly bacteria that we want to have lots of diversity in. Working together with him, he actually decided to take antibiotics from the doctor. He took the Stool test to the doctor, and they prescribed some antibiotics, which helped definitely. And we also supplemented some gut microbes with like probiotics, so friendly bacteria. He adjusted his diet, and in the end, he was able to run again and actually to really enjoy it. And that helped him lose weight, it helped him be less stressed because he enjoyed running, and he wasn't getting these crippling migraines that were knocking him out for a couple of days after every time he did it. If you're looking to discover your individual triggers, for these running diarrhea incidents, one of the best things you could do is to try the low FODMAP diet. Now, as a reminder, I've done episode 17 and episode 18, really showing you what the low FODMAP diet is and how to do it, but it's a good way to investigate your own personal triggers. Are there particular foods which make this worse or better? The other thing is to really keep a food diary and check whether there are certain meals or certain foods which tend to give you those running episodes that you want to try to avoid. The other things you can do is to really try and improve your digestion with like the non-food thing, so just sitting, slowly eating, properly chewing it, slowing down to eat and sitting at a table to eat your meals, as well as all the lifestyle things that I keep on stressing, like aiming to give yourself eight hours of opportunity for sleep, which means going to bed with enough time to give yourself eight hours. If you have to get up at six o'clock every morning for work or you want like going to the gym or something, you are gonna to need to go to bed by sort of half nine, 10 in order to allow yourself time to get eight hours. Otherwise, you don't even give yourself the opportunity to do that. Then also just thinking about your general stress levels because as we run and do really intensive exercise, it can increase our adrenaline levels. And this is also a trigger for diarrhea. So managing your overall stress levels, not just on days when you're training or you're going for a run, really helping to increase the amount of calm and downtime in your day and try to, you know, try to just be less stressed. (laughs) I know it's not as easy as that. But working on your stress is an important part of keeping control of IBS. And you might not have things that are stressing you out clearly but if you're feeling stressed and feeling anxiety inside you then that is still a trigger everyone around you might say well what have you got to be stressed about it doesn't matter (laughs) what matters is how you feel and if you feel stressed and you feel worried and you have a lot of anxious thoughts that can exacerbate IBS. Then finally, the gut bacteria. Really important to support our good levels of gut bacteria to keep a good, healthy, diverse range of bacteria by eating sufficient fibre and eating a really diverse diet rich in fruits, vegetables and whole grains. And this is one of the best ways you can protect your gut long term. But if you're on a low fibre diet right now, one of the things you can do is to start to try and increase low FODMAP fibre foods such as brown rice berries like blueberries and raspberries other fruits and veg like oranges kiwis and things like spinach that are generally low fodmap you can eat more of so try to increase your amount of non-fermentable fruits and veg and up your fiber levels slowly and i would increase this just by like half a portion of fruit and veg per day so you don't need to go crazy with this do it very slowly and your gut will react less viciously if you are looking for some help with your diet Digestion and you want to work with me. I've got two options. One is to work with me individually over three months where you get a lot of one to one calls and we work through your individual problems. Or I have a group gut reset and I want to talk to you a little bit about that today. It's an opportunity to get some support with your digestion, but do a lot of the calls in a coaching session so that you're also with other people and you can learn from their experiences. I've been running this now for just over a month and I absolutely love it. It's great seeing people supporting each other But also a lot of people have found that they've improved within that first month. So tiny changes can make a difference. And if you want some guidance to do that, you can join the Greep Gut Reset. It's not a program that you have to work through in a set amount of time. You can join any time. But I'm really encouraging people to join in November because you will get a free month. And If you sign up in November, you'll get the whole of December for free because some of that time I'll be closed for Christmas. But it means that you do get the support, you get the time to watch the videos and the educational content and you also get all the supportive community forum for that extra month. So there will be additional support and it's a great time to start. Even though people are sometimes concerned about doing something over the holidays, it is possible to do it and I'm going to guide you through that, particularly like how you can manage Christmas without IBS ruining the festivities. So if you're interested, look in the show notes or search up Green gut reset um Anamapson and it will come up on Google. Okay, that's it for this week. I'm gonna leave it there. I hope you've taken some tips for improving your running and that you are inspired to try a bit of running or other exercise because as I said at the beginning it's free, it's outside and it can be really, really helpful. So give that a go and if you've got any questions I'd love to hear from you so drop me an email you can send me some questions I'd love to hear from you all right take care bye bye